Jeremiah chapter 27. Um, in the message that we're about to read, actually, um, I'd like to read to you from Jeremiah chapter 9. I'll just read that to you for a moment. And you can stay in Jeremiah chapter 27. But it says in Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, Your dwelling place is in the midst of deceit. That through deceit, they refuse to know me, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will refine them and try them. For how shall I deal with the daughter of my people? And also in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Throughout Jeremiah's ministry, he dealt with deceit over and over and over again. And one of those deceitful people, and his story was Hananiah. And it's found in Jeremiah chapter 27 and 28. And i just like to read Jeremiah 27 and 28, and then I'll look at it here tonight. But it says in Jeremiah chapter 27, In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord to me, Make for yourselves bonds and yokes, and put them on your neck, and send them to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of the Ammonites, the king of Tyre, the king of Sidon, by the hand of the messengers who come to Jerusalem, to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and command them to say to their masters, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to your masters, I have made the earth, the man, and the beasts that are on the ground, by my great power and by my outstretched arm, and have given it to whom it seemed proper to me. And now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and the beasts of the field I have also given to serve him. So all nations shall serve him and his son and his son's sons. Until the time of his land comes. And then many nations and great kings shall make him serve them. And it shall be that the nation and kingdom, which will not serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and which will not put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will punish, says the Lord, with the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, until I have consumed them by his hand. Therefore... Do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothslayers, or your sorcerers who speak to you saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy to you a lie. To remove you far from your land, I will drive you out and you will perish. But the nations that bring their necks under the yokes of the king of, yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let them remain in their own land, says the Lord, and they shall till it and dwell in it. I also spoke to Zedekiah, the king of Judah, according to all these words, saying, 
bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you die? And your people by the sword, by the famine, by the pestilence, as the Lord has spoken against the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon. Therefore, do not listen to the words of the prophets who speak to you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie to you. For I have not sent them, says the Lord. Yet they prophesy a lie in my name, that I may drive you out, and that you may perish, you and the prophets who prophesied to you. Also I spoke to the priests and to all this people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesy to you, saying, Behold, the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought back from Babylon. For they prophesy to you a lie. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city be laid waste? But if they are prophets and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts. That the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah, and at Jerusalem, do not go to Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the carts, and concerning the remainder of the vessels that remain in this city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take when he carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel concerning the vessels that remain in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah and of Jerusalem. They shall be carried to Babylon, and there they shall be until the day I visit them, says the Lord. Then I will bring them up and restore them to this place. And it happened in the same year at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fourth year, in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet, who was from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests, and all the people saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the king of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. And I will bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah who went to Babylon, says the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and in the presence of all the people who stood in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen, the Lord do so. So the Lord perform your words, which you have prophesied, to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house and all who were carried away captive from Babylon to this place. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people, the prophets who have been before me and before you of old prophesied against many countries and great kingdoms of war and disaster and pestilence. As for the prophet who prophesies of peace, 
When the words of the prophet come to pass, the prophet will be known as one whom the Lord of hosts has truly sent. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Even so will I break the yoke of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Now the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. After Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, You have broken the yokes of wood, but you have made in their place yokes of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. I have given him the beasts of the field also. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but you make this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will cast you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. There, you know that if you read about that much of the Bible every single day in a year, maybe a little tiny bit more than that, you'd read through the Bible in a year. That didn't take too long, did it? But I think everybody could read through the Bible in a year. And I know like at the start of next year, we're going to try and make a push to see how many people in our church can read through the Bible in one year. That's something I'd like to see. And I'd like to see you get a you get a feel for that and have a desire to want to do that next year. But anyways, we're talking about deceit, deception through the Bible. And God deals with deception. He knows that deception is going to come. And he knows that false prophets are going to rise. And as I look at this passage of Scripture, the first thing that we see is that uh, God comes and he says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what I want you to do, is I want you to take a wooden yoke and I want you to wear the wooden yoke around. And when people see the yoke, they say, this is what God has for you that Nebuchadnezzar is going to do with you and you need to bear it. It's going to happen. God says so. And who who is this God that says so? He says, it is the creator God who has proclaimed this. In verse 6, he says, it's going to happen by Nebuchadnezzar. And one of the interesting things there is God says, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant. I find it really interesting how as we read through the Bible, how God used Nebuchadnezzar. The king of the wicked nation of Babylon. To judge God's people. 
to give him dreams of the future. To have Ananias, to have Daniel get into his life. To make a difference in his life. And, and he's, he ended up uh, acting as a beast out in the field. And giving praise and glory to God. And God used Nebuchadnezzar. He was part of God's plan for the Jewish people. And in this passage of scripture, in Jeremiah chapter 27 and verse 9, it says that, that Jeremiah says, Therefore, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothslayers, or your servants, who speak to you saying, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. God said, you're going to serve him. And this is going to be your responsibility. You're, gonna, you're going to face that. Take up that yoke and do it. Come under the rule of Babylon. That's what God has for you. And I think about that. And I don't know if you guys have, if you've ever, I know there are some of you in this room that have worked a team before, whether it be a team of oxen or a team of horses, and you yoked them up every day. Um, I honestly, I personally have done that. And I liked as much as I enjoyed riding horses, and probably if you brought a horse in here, I'd probably really enjoy riding it right now. Um, and look forward to that. I enjoyed breaking them. I enjoyed working them. But I enjoyed, enjoyed working a team and the groundwork and driving. And I can remember every time we got a team. Oh, that was exciting when we got a team of workhorses. And we would, uh, Charlie and I, would always, every day, we'd uh, try and make it so that one of the groups at camp could get a wagon ride for a couple of years with a team of horses. So we'd. We'd put the yoke on them, we'd get them all harnessed up, and then we'd drive them around the field. The kids loved it. And you could, you, we could work that team of horses out in the corral, and we'd get them working just the way it was. But when we put that yoke on them, and we hitched the wagon to them, and all of a sudden they were pulling me and 25 kids around and the wagon, things got a little bit different, because that was a heavy load to carry through the field. And they would want to, at first, they'd want to just run off. And you had to hold them back. And you began to sweat. And the horses began to sweat. And by the time you got them back at the end of the day, when they carried that yoke around, it was tough. And you take that yoke off them, and they just the sweat would just be pouring off of those horses. After a couple days, within a week, they would get used to the routine. And they'd learn to conserve their energy. They still sweat a lot carrying around uh, a wagon full of 30 kids. But they learned to control themselves and to carry that burden and to work hard. And they developed chest muscles. And, and before you know it, they were getting pretty strong and pretty obedient. And sometimes God has us carry a yoke. And that might be what God wants for us. I think about Christians that endured persecution under the Soviet Union. 
in China, in Korea. I, I, I often think about this. In school, I'm trying to, to get every trick in the book and in Awanas to get kids to memorize Bible verses. And I think of memorize a Bible verse a week. You can do that. That's awesome. Um, one of the greatest things I think was a Bible class that I had in college where Bible memory was a big part of it. And we were given the Bible memory verses that we were to memorize for the week. And we really needed to hide them in God's heart. So if we had it for the, that week, the next week, we may or may not be tested on that. And from then on, we could always be tested for that memory verse, plus the additional ones that we got every week in college. So by the end of the semester, we had a big bunch of, and you had to know them in your heart. It wasn't one of those things you could memorize, because I know doing this in Awana is doing it, for youth groups, Sunday school, and school, you memorize it, and after you said it, it's gone. And I've said this to kids. Do you think that the Christians in Korea who hunger and thirst for the Word of God, and they don't know if they're going to have a copy of the Bible tomorrow, do you think when they memorize verses, it's half-heartedly? I don't think so. And I think that persecution and being under the yoke really strengthens them. And please, don't believe the lie. That if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and all your problems are going to go away. That life is going to become cherries and roses in a bed of comfort. This life has, has troubles, trial, persecution. And those things are to make us strong. And it says here, don't listen to the lie. They will come to you in the name of the Lord. Today, people are going to come to you in the name of the Lord. I'm coming to you in God's name. I want to tell you something. I felt the Spirit do this. And then they deny Jesus Christ and His finished work on the cross. They deny things like John 14, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Even if somebody comes to you and says, I got this message from an angel of light. Don't believe the lie. Because there's still people out there doing that. And in, in Jeremiah chapter 28, that guy's name was Hananiah. And I found it interesting. Hananiah the Gibeonite. Do you remember a few weeks, weeks ago we were talking about the Gibeonites who came to Joshua with their moldy message? Do you remember that? Do you find it interesting that this same guy, Hananiah, he's a Gibeonite? His message seemed kind of moldy too, didn't it? Because he said, hey, Nebuchadnezzar's time is done. Within two years, this is all going to be over. God has taken this 
and, and he's going to take care of it. And Hananiah said, I, I tell you the truth. I come to you in the name of the Lord and in the name of the house of the Lord. Just because somebody says, hey, I got this message and it came from God. Does not mean that it's the truth. The truth is in the book. And if somebody says something in opposition to the book, it's a lie. And don't believe the lie. Somebody wants to tell you that Jesus Christ is not coming back. That's a lie. It's not found in the book. Somebody wants to tell you that if you become a Christian, that means wealth and prosperity are going to follow you. It's a lie. If someone tells you that there's another way to God other than Jesus Christ, it's a lie. Don't believe the lie. He gave the opposite message. He, he came in the name of the Lord, but he said, hey, Jer- Jeremiah is wrong. Nebuchadnezzar's time is done. Babylon is finished. Don't listen to Jeremiah. He's wrong. And Jeremiah kind of, in verse 9 here of Jeremiah chapter 28, it says, As for the prophet who prophesies of peace, when the words of the prophet comes to pass, the prophet will be known as the one the Lord has truly sent. Let me tell you something. God will reveal the truth. Everybody's going to know what the truth is when the church is raptured away. Everybody is going to know when King Jesus literally comes and steps, steps foot on this planet. Everyone will know the truth when the great white throne judgment happens. And all those whose names are not found written in the Lamb's book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. And those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my rest. It's very interesting. You see what? What Hananiah did, wouldn't that have been a uh, wild thing to see, is this guy Jeremiah walking around with this yoke around his neck saying, Nebuchadnezzar, God said that he's going to use Nebuchadnezzar, that he's going to uh, put this yoke of wood on the neck of the people, submit to him. This is part of God's plan. God has this all under control. And he's just carrying around this wooden yoke. And Hananiah gets so upset, so frustrated with the truth that he takes that yoke off of Jeremiah's neck and he smashes it. Wouldn't that have been a sight to see? And Jeremiah says, okay, Hananiah, that's your message. Jeremiah goes home. God said, hey, if you break the yoke, There's a price to be paid. He increased the punishment for the people believing the lie. The yoke of wood was turned to a yoke of iron. Reminds me a lot of 
what happened in the days of Rehoboam and Jeroboam when Jeroboam came and said, hey, lighten the load that your dad, dad put on us, that Solomon gave to us. And Rehoboam said, no way. You thought my dad was tough. I'm going to be tougher. And Jeroboam said, see you later. We're out of here. And God says, hey, if you think that I don't mean what I say, you've got another thing coming. And this world that, that hears the message of God, the message of God comes, comes out every single day. We hear that the end is near. The rapture of the church is going to come. And then this world is in time for seven years of tribulation. Goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you think that when it happens, people are going to be surprised by the severity of what's coming? You read it right in the book. In verse 15, I see that God knows false prophets. He knows who they are. He knows what they're saying. And he gives them a day of reckoning. In verse 15, it says, Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but you make this people trust in a lie. You have not been sent by God. Your claims are false. And God told Hananiah exactly what was going to happen to him. Your time is short, Hananiah. A year from now, your time is done. It's over with. And exactly one year later, according to verse 17, one year later, seven months from then, Hananiah's time was done. It was over with. It was finished. God knows what he's doing. God is very specific. I, I am amazed. 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 And it really should seem like it should become normal. But the things that God does are beyond normal. They're supernatural. And I never want to think of the miracles that God does as anything other than this, how special they are. I always want to be amazed by the work of God and how he answers prayer and what he does. Can I tell you, can, can I just... If you think, oh man, I feel like God doesn't answer my prayers. I challenge you, pray and pray hard. Because not a week goes by where I don't see how God, you pray, we prayed, and in your perfect timing, you answered and you took care of the need. You knew exactly what was needed and what had to happen. And let me tell you, when you commit to pray, God's timing is perfect. Don't believe the lie. The, the truth, well, as I 
looked here, I thought to myself, there are good people preaching the word of God out there, but there are also other people out there proclaiming a lie. They want to and they desire to come in the name of the Lord. But what they're saying doesn't match up with Scripture. They deny what this book says. Say that there's another way to heaven. There's only one way. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. And we need to make sure that we hold fast to the truth of the word of God. The day we talked about that this morning as we looked at Hezekiah. Hezekiah didn't turn to the left or to the right. He kept himself straight on the road, on the path. Don't listen to another message. Keep yourself grounded in the truth. Listen to those who speak the truth. Don't believe the lie. And I think we need that more than ever. Well, well, I I don't say that. I believe that um, there was a time in Christian history when people did not have the word of the Lord and they couldn't read the the copy of God's word for themselves where they, they had paganism mixed into Christianity. We still see the remnants of that today. And, but today as you go on to the internet and you look for a Christian minister, or somebody who proclaims the word of God. You need to make sure that they're they're holding true to this book. And that they take you to scripture. Not just opinion, but the Bible. And that you read it for yourself, and you know it. And you compare it. Because there are those out there who would deceive you. Jesus Christ, make sure that you hold fast to the truth of the word of God. Let's pray. Dearly Father, I pray that you might help us to listen to your message, to, go, to grow strong under the test that you would give us, to not believe the lie of the world, but to hold fast to that which is true, And that which is good. I thank you for your word. And that we have a standard by which we can compare the messages of those who would would speak lies. Who would speak falsehoods. Be with us tonight as we go from this place. Guard our minds. Guard our hearts. Help us read the word so we can know it. And so we can share it with others. In Jesus name. Amen.